this is Chris Westfall, and this is the Financial Executive Podcast. Financial professionals are currently dealing with a lot of unknowns in this economic environment, whether that's revenue, budgeting, or even staffing. This can lead to a lot of static in your numbers and a lot of confusion for anyone trying to rely on those numbers. In this sponsored episode of the Financial Executive Podcast, I speak with Christopher Gears, Director at Huron Consulting Group, about the role that digitization and finance can play in getting your work back in synchrony. Uh, Mr. Gears, thanks very much for joining us today. Um, uh, you know, this discussion is going to be especially important for many reasons. A lot of uh, the changes that our members have gone through and the wider financial executive community have gone through over the past two years and what they're planning to go through or what they don't expect to go through in the next couple of years. But um, I wanted to start off the conversation with a discussion. Maybe you could describe some of the ways that you've seen finance organizations transform their digital initiatives over the past two years of the pandemic. Well, thank you, and certainly it's an opportunity. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on today's call and, and and addressing these points. So we're in a time unlike any other that I think any of us have experienced. The, the challenges, be it from the economic factors, uh, with some of the geopolitical factors, and certainly uh, from some of the the people uh, workforce, it, it, it's hitting us on all all sides. So that has forced organizations and specifically finance organizations to really reimagine and rethink and almost uh, uh, reimagine how they operate and how they function. And one of the things that we see prevalent in those organizations that are really leading the way and really providing that agility, that scalability and the needed flexibility to to take on the the challenges, uh, regardless of, of the area in which they come for, really is is centered around moving away from some of the traditional finance functions of kind of monitoring and measuring the business really and truly into the concept of guiding the business partnering with the business to make sure that they're making the right decisions in the right areas and it really often comes down to uh, things as simply as really helping the business understand and be informed in a in a more effective more timely way into the areas of risk, into the areas of opportunity, so that as as the business is looking to evolve, looking to make the needed uh, course course adjustments, that they're doing so in an enlightened way, that they have the financial information, the financial KPIs to really be the backbone of those decisions, so that they they ensure that that when faced with a challenge, when faced with with opportunities that they have that partnership with a financial organization to make those more informed business decisions. And what that's helping to do is that's helping to, to in, in, in moving kind of the finance organization a little bit out of the back office and really into the front office. And those organizations that are doing so are really uh, becoming engaged in, in, in de- developing deep partnerships to really uh, take advantage of opportunities and, and in some ways weather the storm that we're currently going through. Now, when we talk about that, there's always the issue of resources and um, what sort of resources do you have uh, in order to, you know, um, execute on on those plans? 
How did large middle market and small finance organizations differ in their digital finance response to the crisis and and how did that change? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, certainly what we've seen um, having had the chance to work with with uh, companies as small as startups with as few as 50 upwards of, you know, $10 billion organizations. And you're right, there is kind of a different challenge. So what we're seeing in our smaller, um, our smaller to mid-sized organizations is really a deep, deep focus on uh, aligning and, and making sure that they have the right technology. Um, what we see with them is oftentimes they're, they're coming off a very old or very rudimentary systems and solutions. And what this is causing them to do is one, um, simplify the number of systems that they have. In a lot of ways, they're, they're, they're making moves to, to cloud-based solutions. So they're, they're minimizing some of the IT um, um, costs and infrastructure costs that they need. And ultimately, they're being more nimble and they're being uh, more aggressive at, at ensuring that their systems and their solutions are, are where they need to be. Because ultimately, they realize that they can't continue to operate inefficiently. They really need to start having technology work for them. And that's making a, a material difference to them. And that's what's really driving many of their initiatives, many of the activities. Um, our large organizations are experiencing some of the same uh, concerns and same questions, but unfortunately, they're not able to be quite as nimble. Uh, they're not able to kind of turn the larger ship maybe as effectively and as quickly as they would like. And they're oftentimes um, dealing with another kind of another problem and that is oftentimes many of them um, many of them have dealt with and are challenged by recent acquisitions and uh, what we're seeing with the larger organizations is having to spend uh, their time and their focus on aligning the organization and making sure the organization in a sense has the same set of guiding principles the same set of goals and that um, organizationally that they're all operating in the most optimal way. Um, one of the big initiatives that we're seeing is making sure that they, they're understanding how each division is working with a customer and creating that consistent, you know, that consistent view and, and, and kind of in some ways 360 view of that client. So uh, all our attacking and, and, and doing many of the same things, it's just due to their size, their nature, and their nimbleness, um, smaller companies are able to, to react and, and make course changes uh, more rapidly than same, some of the larger ones, uh, where the smaller ones, their time frames is in months, and then oftentimes the time frame for the large organizations is in years. Yeah, and that's an important point that, um, you know, the differences and in, in, in the ways that large organizations and small organizations have to, you know, use the resources you have. Um, you you have a theory in digital finance <laughs> that revolves around synchrony. Could you describe synchrony and what it means to digital finance function? Yeah. What? So, if if what the users or the listeners of today take away one thing, I, I hope it's this. I hope it's everything. That I hope this is all beneficial. But this is really um, it, it has been a concept that though very kind of rudimentary in its thought is is in its practice is not often achieved. And very simply put, when we think about digital transformation, we want and, and we aspire to ensure all 
individuals across finance are doing so in a synchronized way that as they're looking at the transformations, that they're doing so with an equal emphasis and an ensuring alignment across both people, process, and technology. Far too often, um, it, we see clients not looking at those in, in equal parts and ensuring that they, they are accounting for those. Oftentimes, they may go um, buy or purchase new, 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 new software, some new technology, but not necessarily understand how that technology will fit into their existing uh, set of tools, set of capabilities, and kind of fail to grasp how process need to evolve and adapt. Um, in addition to that, with the new technology that, that's being brought to market, Oftentimes, the, the ability to customize it goes away, and you instead need to adapt your processes to what the, the solution is offers best practices. So we want to ensure that there's synchronization, not only in the, in the software, but the processes from kind of the, the beginning of a process like record a report or plan to report, that it is fully synchronized across all of the technology and all of the steps in that process. And finally, um, people become such an important part of this. Um, many of our, 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 our significant successful transformations started their projects with the thinking that they had a technology project, but very soonly and very acutely learned that, that they actually have a people project. They are changing the way people work. They are bringing to, uh, to bear new technologies. Um, they're automating um, uh, things. We had an organization that went from 100 AP clerks down to 17 uh, with the advantageous of redefined processes and optimal technology. So we want, as you think about those digital transformations, that you're, that you're understanding the impact on people and how and what the work, the future work look, looks like for them. So uh, the goal of business synchrony is to ensure that you clearly and truly understand where you are, but then you start to map that future state and you and you account for all of the changes that need to occur across the people, process, and technology. In doing so, you can help to de-risk the project and, and ensure that the outcomes that you uh, are desiring are better and, and more likely to be achieved. You know, it's always important when you talk about a concept or trying to frame out a concept, you think about the alternative to it. So so maybe you could give an example of an organization that's out of sync in finance. What are the first steps to moving towards yeah. that sort of synchrony? Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, we do have a lot of organizations that are out of sync. And, and maybe some of you listening today uh, find yourself in this scenario where you have uh, a sales systems or CRM systems that have a certain certain way of talking about and thinking about customers and revenue. You then have ERP solutions or financial solutions that uh, look at your business in a, in a financial sort of way, but fail to totally kind of map to and connect the dots to customer. And then along comes um, a performance management solution where you're trying to understand forecast and budget. And again, you're looking at a different set of principles. You're looking at a, a different set of uh, uh, ways in which to group information, ways in which to define organizations, and then lo and behold, the, the leadership of the organization comes along and asks a very simple question is, how well am I doing? What is my profitability by customer? What is my profitability by a certain product? And because of the disparities 
in the way in which you're defining data, the way in which you're capturing transactions, that there's there's great differences and the effort and the the the, the cost and the, the time it takes to bring those things together because those concepts, because those transactions, because those those data sets are misaligned. Um, makes it very challenging. So one of the ways that we're breaking that down right out of the gate, and it should be a part of every organization's transformation, is to start with a concept uh, that here on calls, the business information model. And simply put, the business information model allows you to define and detail the digital representation of your business in data so that as you're configuring, as you're designing, as you're rolling out new solutions, you ultimately have the way in which those transactions, the way in which that information needs to be represented and ultimately reported on from KPIs to analytics and, and ultimately into performance goals. And that's that's one of the first ways and one of the most simple ways that organizations can begin their journey towards synchronization is ensuring that the data across all their systems is aligned and that there's a common definition and agreement to what uh, what revenue is, what uh, how we're going to segment certain lines of business, certain product categories, and ultimately the ability to align and, and ensure that when we're dealing with a customer uh, or our clients, our, our revenue side of the business, that we're all talking in the same language. And by doing so, you, you're providing that data and that data is an asset to really drive you know those opportunities and those efficiencies. Yeah, and and that's uh, we hear a lot of um, members talking about you know getting their hands around the data, getting their hands yeah. around um, what's going on in the business, and I think a lot of people have made um, you know significant strides over the past couple of years. But one thing we think about is like you know you 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 begin that process, you review your systems, you're working on this sort of synchronous you know finance function. But that doesn't control the world externally, and 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 we're you know we're going into a, a period of you know whatever anybody says is a significant amount of economic uncertainty. Yeah. So so what are your expectations for for some of these digital finance initiatives and organizations' overall commitment to them in this sort of like uncertain environment? It's a great question, and one one we get asked oftentimes, and and we have the 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 opportunity to sit with leaders in in a variety of different business, and and they talk a lot about the challenges that face them, and 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 ask us, and 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 we we share how their peers are doing it, and I would say one of the things that is is kind of a, a resounding uh, process forward or is that resounding path forward is first of all, is in the commitment to guiding the business and in that deep partnership that I talked to uh, up front. It really, it's getting uh, beyond just uh, balance sheets and PL, but really moving into uh, your ability to help um, uh, forecast, help plan, help look around corners with those business leaders. Um, you know, this uncertainty is, is bringing a lot of concerns, a lot of risk, and it's an imperative of financial leaders to do what they can to make sure that their partners within the business truly understand where they are today 
and based on the assets and the, the data and the and the solutions that they have available, really help to um, um, respond to them by providing meaningful information and be very nimble in it. Um, this this idea that that we can you know produce results every 30, 35 days is probably um, with the economic times not quick enough. So um, one thing that that the the leaders or, or, or those that are kind of best practice, they're really moving into more near time information, more relevant financial performance so that the decisions aren't making so much uh, in the, you know, looking backwards, but more uh, 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 more in a predictive more in a kind of a forward-looking way. So that's one area. The other area is a is is not necessarily as as front and center, I think, to a lot of people as it should be. Um, we're seeing great uh, changes in our workforce. The the COVID, the pandemic, the remote work has really changed how people think about work, uh, where people work, and what finance leaders need to do and spend more time at, uh, quite candidly, is a deeper sense of engagement with their employees, a deeper sense of uh, strategic alignment, and making sure that their employees and the team in which they represent fully understands you know, their role in all of this, the opportunities and the importance of that they play in helping guide and shepherd the business forward. And also, too, if if um, the opportunity exists to invest in new capabilities, invest in new technologies, is to really set down and create that strategic path forward. Uh, I like to call that defining done, uh, not only as an organization, uh, but as a department, but also sit down and, and help that individual or those teams of individual really understand where they are today and where they're going. So to me, the the thing that, that uh, needs to happen because of the uncertainty is a greater partnership with the, the, uh, the business and uh, a greater investment in time and managing and counseling those key resources that are going to be so critical to the go forward success of the finance organization as 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 you move forward. Yeah, and that's an important point when you bring up resources because it always comes down to, at the end of the day, a resource discussion, right? What are it the does. resources it really you need? Does. And um, so I want to sort of wrap this up in, in, in looking forward and trying to think about yeah. whether the conversations our listeners and members are going to be having is, so you're in a financial leader and you're getting pushback on a digital transformation spend, you know, as how how do you describe that value, especially in a recessionary environment? It's a great concept and one that we face um, almost at, at every corner because obviously there's a premium for investment dollars. And because of the uncertainty, uh, the, the need for business case, the need for creating that value uh, uh, and that business benefit for any initiative has, has probably never been more critical and more important. So how we've uh, addressed that is in in a couple of different ways. The first of which is, as I kind of alluded in that 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 scenario where organizations have a variety of different vendors, they have a variety of different uh, uh, technologies. Oftentimes, many of those are, uh, in some cases, 10, 15 plus years old and, and running on uh, infrastructure that, that is somewhat obsolescent. Um, and so one of the first things that we do is a an analysis of, in a sense, the technology platform in uh, understanding some of the cost savings, some of the business benefits of, in a sense, no longer being in the hardware 
and software business and really truly adapt in cloud technologies. And not only doing that um, um, uh, for just point solutions, but looking at a whole platform play. So where possible, have as few of vendors as possible to really um, optimize what, the spend. And in doing so, when we do the cost benefit analysis, it becomes very, very advantageous. And ultimately, the cost savings for just doing that sometimes have paid for the whole program of work, including new software implementation and adding resources and skills just because of some of the inherent costs associated with operating five, 10, 10 plus year old software. So that's one thing that our organization's doing. The other one, and this is, this is more of kind of a conservative nature because our intent and, and our experience has not been that these transformations necessarily reduce um, the number of resources finance organizations have, but we do, do, we do look to optimize them and move away from tasks that, that aren't, aren't um, 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 as, uh, move away from manual tasks and create processes that have become frictionless so that we can move into more advisory type services of the business. So oftentimes we look at some of the processes that are in play, uh, the use uh, and the, uh, the prevalence of Excel spreadsheet, the Excelization of financial organization, and we talk about the inefficiencies of that, having multiple you know, sets of the truth and, and the complexities around you know, having um, you know, shadow GLs and, and transactions in Excel spreadsheets. We just start to quantify the, the effort that it takes to maintain, manage that, and the disruption um, that is, is created in those types of environments. And we just put a, a very conservative number to it. Again, if you take a, an inefficient process times, you know, um, the impact to people across the business, they become real material values very quick. And then the, finally, the one that, that is probably more of a soft dollar cost is we are being told and, and we know empirically that, that organizations or uh, top talent is leaving organizations that don't have the best technology, don't have streamlined process, aren't taking advantage of some of the, 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 the capabilities and some of the features of modern solutions. And so as a third wing to helping create that, that, that business case uh, for change, for the financial transformation, for synchronicity, is, is making sure that you can help retain and, 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 and recruit um, some of the best of the best. And that's a critical component for organizations that want to continue to adapt and transform in the in the market that we're in. Yeah, it sounds like uh, you know finance execs and, and and manager across the board are going to have to get their uh, ducks in a row right now in order to have those conversations going forward. So uh, yeah, yeah, appreciate all these thoughts, and I want to thank you very much for having the discussion. It's been very insightful. Thanks very much. Thanks for the opportunity. <laughs>